This podcast was brought to you by Good Episode Productions. Pretty freaking epic. I hope we can all remember watching the uh, the, the thing we just watched. Oh, I don't. I don't recall <laughs> anything that happened I... apart from stuff that I already knew from Soul Music. Yeah, I remember everything. What else? What else have we done today? Friend, gang, hosts, group of pals. Uh, I oh, stared gosh. at some bits of copper alloy and went, "What the fuck are these?" Copper alloy, I think. Oh, I wish that was me. I had a. <laughs> My brain is falling out. Failed day at cringe writing. Oh, Boo. Right. cromulent fuckstaple of a yeah. day. <laughs> where your, your OC is giving you trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my OC is Mark Fisher and Linda. Touching. I was going to say, just the absolute power of like <laughs> listing your sources at the end instead of calling them sources or references, you call them your OCs. <laughs> I'd like to thank my OCs. Original here today. citation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jacques Derrida was the, actually like when I wrote about yeah, Derrida yesterday, much more successful working day than than what I tried to do today. So mm. calling uh, calling like the originator of a theory, the OP. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> oh, Marx, the OP of communism. Not, yeah. not to uh, not not to uh, subtweet the OP, but I think when they said uh, that existentialism <laughs> felt like this, I don't think that was a correct uh, response to the original paper. Okay, <laughs> OP for original paper. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Call out post for OP Andrew Wakefield. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, when Love I d- didn't know when we we're gonna start the recording, I was already like not in a great mood. I was like, what if I watch this vaccine video about yeah, Andrew it's... Wakefield? Didn't put me in a better mood. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's interesting. I was like yeah, a new H bomber guy. Kind of yeah. yeah. Uh, Pen- Benjamin bomber guy. But we're in a good mood today because we watched an excellent, excellent oh, movie. Yeah. We yeah. Loved it. Should I should uh, I bring us in? Should I bring sure. us in? Actually, actually Five I watched minutes that. of cold open. Yeah, who gives a shit? We can do whatever the fuck we want. I watched that movie yesterday, so I watched oh, half okay. of it today and a lot of it t- wait. I watched half of it yesterday and half of it today. Yeah, same. I don't I think it was like, memorable either time. I watched all of it this morning after waking up at six because I thought it was Friday. And then realizing that I only had to be awake at nine uh-huh. and then staying in bed, unable to get back to sleep with my laptop open. I wasn't, honestly, wasn't looking at it about 40% <laughs> of the runtime. I of this also movie. was occasionally on Twitter when I was watching this movie. Uh, yeah. I was less on Twitter mm. and more had my eyes closed. Mm-hmm. I do I, remember well, the entire to story down. progressing. Well, but. anyway. Hello and welcome to Fateful Fridays, uh, where we analyze Neil Brew movies. I'm just kidding, it's because it's a bad movie, but actually today we watched the Soul Music movie and this is Who Watches the Watch. Sorry for tricking you. I know that this is gaslighting, but um, I hope you can forgive me and my co-hosts can forgive me and all the people I've let down will um, 
I don't know. Get over it, I guess. Uh, <laughs> hello, I'm Chaz. Welcome to the podcast, I guess. <laughs> uh, what's up? I'm your host, Robin, and you're lucky I'm here today because I'm so busy with my three coping mechanisms. <laughs> scoring goals, posting holes, and planning a very elaborate tax fraud scheme. Great. Yeah. What is the coping mechanisms a reference to? Because I haven't seen the, the OP. It's just a picture of Anya Louise. Taylor. Joy, Taylor, Taylor, yeah. Um, sat on the ground with a f- her phone, a cigarette, and an iced coffee. Okay. Which She's just like hanging out. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're all doing coping mechanisms right now, like yeah. having friends and talking to people. Yeah. I'm always and being creative. Hashtag coping. <laughs> yeah. Let's medicalize every last tiny thing in some weird, like, n- not actually medical way. That's I think it's a very helpful thing. posting style. Yeah. Mm. <coughs> Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so someone else introduce themselves. <laughs> uh, I'm. I was like stalling for time because I. I have nothing for this, but uh, I never have anything. Don't worry. <laughs> but I'm. I'm your host, Janosch. Nice. <laughs> I'm your host, George, and I'm drinking a delicious bottle of four ninety nine wine, the best kind of wine because it costs four ninety nine, <laughs> and it rhymes with wine. What if it was? 420. A 420 wine? That would be so I could, funny. Yeah. <laughs> I could do sick. that, but I don't think I don't that think it'd be... be very good content if I if I was if it was okay. 420 wine. That's mm. true. Mm. It would be incoherent right. and okay. slow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, we've got two things which I'm never incoherent or slow. Exactly. <laughs> Classically never well, either of those things. Um, <laughs> Didn't Musk like said Masklon, Masklon, Mask like said the <laughs> Masky Mask said the stocks to four twenty at one point because Grimes would think it's funny. I feel like that. Yeah, was he, he learned about weed that day, and he it was, was definitely like, wow. why he did it, and not the sort of tax write-offs that you can get <laughs> no. at specific points for tanking your <laughs> stock suddenly. Mm. It's very interesting that a man who much vaunted for being uh, hilarious and epic. Has absolutely no sense of humor whatsoever. He just sort of points at jokes and goes, "Look, a joke." Me too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. To be fair, isn't that, <laughs> isn't isn't that what this podcast is? We pointing at jokes. jokes. I mean, like, wasn't that funny? We have brilliant original jokes. None are jumping to mind right now, apart from <laughs> the prone <laughs> masturbation thing. That's, that's, that's the that. joke. <laughs> I'm not sure that's really a joke. A joke. <laughs> we were talking about like Reddit threads on that episode, so that's not. That's also just pointing at other people posting their no, L's on fun. Reddit. Okay. <laughs> Going to Christianity.com and, and by L I mean like winning their dicks. That's an L. You hear me? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> taking an L that is ruining your dick um, <laughs> if your marriage is falling apart because you've only been prone masturbating your entire life and now your dick doesn't work anymore that's a big L for you and I'm laughing and pointing <laughs> John you've wow. been shagging my carpet if you have a serious like sexual dysfunction then we're just laughing at you and having no sympathy for no reason just out of I, like cruelty I just wanton cruelty I don't know. It's extremely your fault for wanting to fuck your carpet instead of your wife <laughs> your fault for no one teaching you the correct way to masturbate um, the woke left wants people to fuck their carpets instead of <laughs> fucking their wife that's right <laughs> the woke left they, they, they came up with it because 
because they were fucking our wives and now they're the trying stroke left yeah you may blame the work left but when i see my wife i wake up and leave <laughs> <laughs> what see this is what i was talking about what? great jokes <laughs> Was that even? A, what? What was and then that? I've broken left. I don't know. Oh, Jesus Christ! That's good. Thank you. Yeah. It's almost a joke. It's shall almost I, something. Shall I segue us into talking about the thing we just watched? Uh, do yeah. we want You're to talk about that? it? That sounds wrong. I can. Um, I can. I can do it. We. we okay, I mean, we can always se- drift. Do a good, good. Do a good segue. Okay, let's do this segue, which I haven't signposted at all, but it's going to be very smooth. Okay. No. So yesterday I watched uh, this this show um, called Soul deal Music. with airplane food? This masterpiece <laughs> of television. Uh, yeah, a fantastic television movie, originally apparently shown as 25-minute uh, segments. Um, yeah, which but, end which very well. Ha- have episode. a combined length of two and a half hours. And this week, this is not a bit, this is all true. This week I watched both Das Boot... Uh, the director's cut <laughs> and the Irishman, um, and they both they, both of these films uh, top out at three and a half hours. Um, they're very long, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and this 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 two and a half hour show uh, felt longer than both of them put together <laughs> to watch. Although I yeah, missed the I last ten minutes because I fe- I fell asleep. That's uh, what is like three good? and a half hours, right? Like that's. See- I, I have to point out here that you missed a trick by not doing what I did, which was watching it on YouTube at 1.25 speed. I also watched it at 1.25 speed. Incredibly coherent to the point where I think they may have slowed it down for the mm. actual release. <laughs> yeah, it, it is works way better if you speed it up. Yeah, it's really? Like, <laughs> it flows, it is much less awkward than I imagine it would be. Yeah, see, I, I, I switched to 1.25 for a bit. And then I was like, I am not doing good journalism if I do that. Like, because we're going to be talking about, like, how bad the pacing of this is. But, like, if you actually watch it on, like, the sped up version, you can't talk about how awkward (laughs) every uh, bit of it is, how incredibly long it feels. Like, it still feels long. Yeah. (laughs) I'll say that much. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So. The thing about this movie that we watched, which is still music, I don't know if we mentioned that. Probably we did. I can't remember. Um, I did. In my excellent segue. So I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about how most of what happens... I mean, you can talk about, like, you know, the animation and the design or whatever, but most of what happens is just stuff that happened in soul music, which we have already talked about. Yes. So I thought we could maybe... We could maybe structure this as 20 questions to ask when watching a film. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay sure all right these questions are based on those in focus the art and soul of cinema <laughs> they're intended to help you organize your thinking as you watch your film what the fuck is focus as well as helping you in it's a book as well as helping you in your thinking about movies these questions provide a useful framework for group discussions <laughs> <laughs> sure so why well, thought we could go through each of the questions and analyze this as, as a piece of film. I think this is Hell really yeah. going to show the haters who say that our show isn't like structured <laughs> enough. Uh, exactly. And we're just like drifting off in whatever direction. And finally we have like, what is basically a script? Yeah. yeah. Show that to your fucking script editor. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anonymous 
iTunes reviewer. Yeah, fuck you. We hate you and all your children and family. So the first question. <laughs> Chaz, I'm going to kill strong. you. When you said when you said you had a, a fucking idea, I didn't think you would actually meant in, involve talking about talking about the show. I just think this will be a fun. This will be a fun, a fun segue in, into some good bits. I didn't I think, think when, when you said you had an idea. I didn't think it would lead us into like eighth grade book discussion type <laughs> podcast i just think it was is it's a great way to structure no, a a, discussion it's a, a great idea film. i love it already uh, thank you the you maybe question. set the scene a little bit before we get to the questions to like say okay. what this movie is like it's it's the plot of soul music it's soul animated. music it has christopher lee and a ton of people it has kingsley from harry potter apparently a ton mm. of other people we have I have never heard of. Um, just some British guys. Some British I feel like guys. some of the voices are the same ones as um, Weird Sisters. Weird Sisters, yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought the um, I thought the Raven was Rick Mail. Uh, I fucking hated the Raven in this movie. I'm sorry. I know we'll get to it, but <laughs> we'll get to it. The, the, well, it was to, he was kind of doing uh, Neil, not Neil. Um, who's the punk Vivian from the Young Ones voice, but Raveny? Yeah. But more I just irritating. It was an annoying voice. <laughs> mm. Kinda. <laughs> yeah, but the Raven is supposed to. Let's like I, I was. Yeah, you know, let's let's save the discussion until we get to the questions. I guess. Yeah, it's important but to not just with the questions. For, One for table setting. I was just gonna bring up like I've been reading like some of Mark Fisher's writing uh, on like media, and he's so obsessed with like old British television. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, and how how they don't make it like that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Janusz, you're British. You know what British people are like about old British television. I do like it when like he that. says that even like new Doctor Who looks false and artificial. <laughs> He's like, and his... looks like looks like shit. <laughs> yeah, it does. There is there is a look. Most BBC productions have it. There's this weird look to the set design and the costumes and the lighting and everything. Yeah, yeah I a do sort think... of BBC look. I do think looks new like British. <laughs> TV is bad. I don't disagree on that. It's just like I'm reading this like for for my because I'm writing about adaptation in a broad sense uh, and in this bit of my thesis. And so I, I I read like his essay on the new adaptation of uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, where he like compares it to the old British TV movie. It really makes me want to watch that old TV movie, even though it it's probably like really really slow. Also makes me want to read John Le Carre again. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've bought that book. I have not read it yet. That's me with a lot of. That's books. pretty good. But then I like watch this. That was that was my uh, connection to this. Is that this is old British TV? I don't <laughs> think this is typical. <laughs> no, no, not, no, it's not. I think They're I think there weird. is a lot of bad British TV though. I will say that. <laughs> I think, but you my... know, this this could never get made today. It's too controversial, too risky. <laughs> You do come up against um, the thing that, like, most media that's produced is bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Most TV is, is like, dog shit. <laughs> Even if it's enjoyable, it's often dog shit, you know? And this yeah. is, I'm not being, like, snooty about it. I'm just saying that's a fact. That's incontroversible truth. There's a truckers TV show. Now, this looks fucked up. I'm excited about this. Oh, Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> okay, the person well, who plays Susan is also in this. Truckers is, like... The the like gnomes. Yeah. Okay. We won't get to those until like twenty twenty three, so they're like fucked up puppets. 
<laughs> I think Great. we've talked about this before, actually. Huh? Have we? Yeah, but a long time ago. I love these little guys. They look so. They look fucking terrifying. Why do they look like? They look like the Beatles, sort of. Oh my god! I love. Not they the look like guys. the Beatles. No, no, maybe not. <laughs> like, there's four guys. There's <laughs> 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 four guys. I'm like, damn, just like. We'll get to the Beatles. <laughs> uh, I need to know more about this Truckers TV show, though. Uh, fuck yeah, that's a 90s it's, jumper. It, it says it's a thrilling TV series. Oh, I, I, agree agree sure. I, I accidentally clicked on a different Truckers TV show, which is from 2013. Uh, and it's about it's, like, actual truckers. It's about actual truckers, yeah. Why is it that knitting from the 80s and 90s was absolute dog shit? It's all awful. You're a coward. <laughs> yeah, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I think this jumper rules. It looks like a bus seat. I, they do I, all look like yeah. bus seats, but I think that's just because bus seats model themselves on 90s uh, nowhere. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, yeah, 1992 mm-hmm. British stop motion animated series, uh, 13 10-minute episodes, so it's still pretty like long. 13 minutes. minutes. This yeah. might be better than this one, though. <laughs> I, too, can do my times table. <laughs> I can't. Interesting. Uh, I well, we'll guys. get to that in the like little guys years. rule so much. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, let's do the 20 questions for us. So yeah, music. okay. So, first question... This is part of the section called First Response. Mm. <laughs> I don't think I've been okay. the second one. How did this film make you feel? <laughs> tired. Bored. Um, made I me feel went, really tired. I went to sleep during the uh, final climax. Um, <laughs> and then I woke up the and it had, au- it had auto... Yes, <laughs> 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 George? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um. <laughs> D- tell us more about your final climax. Oh, <laughs> uh, the £4.99 wine's gone to his head. I've only had a glass. I'm, I'm, I'm getting giggly. Um. Oh. <laughs> And yeah, and then I woke up and it was halfway through auto playing like a different <laughs> version of the same the same thing I just watched. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, that was good. Pretty good. Uh, I didn't rewatch it because what would you I have missed? No, really? No. And it made made me feel yeah tired is a good r- response. It. Uh, I was also like watching it in between, like watching the fa- famous anime Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, which is like a action fighty anime, I well, guess. Is, Very different this vibe. Is Br- this is British anime. Sorry. This, yeah, <laughs> literally. This is British anime is better what, than the Japanese. Stuff. What it actually made me feel like towards the end of it uh, is a, a feeling of like Desperate how on we. Yeah, it, it it gave me a feeling of ennui, but like in in a way of it made me question if like anyone involved in this enjoyed any moment of of producing this. <laughs> it's very um dark empathy, workmanlike, <laughs> yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah, it feels very uninspired. Sort of, I think. Yeah, it's just sort of plodded out. I don't. Yeah, there are bits where I'm like. You know, I like the fact that they change bands each time. I think that's kind of fun. Yeah, that's the only bit they there had fun some, with. Yeah, there's mm. some, and there's like 
I don't like the art style, but like some of sometimes there's bits where someone has had like a good idea. Like I don't know, Buddy's character design is pretty good. He does, does look <laughs> elvish. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It does <laughs> look like that. Um, it looks like that fucked up Zelda cartoon um, that you always. Oh see yeah. Everywhere. I think the yeah. I think the band doesn't look bad, uh, or like the band bits are the better bits. All uh, mm. the. I think everything like related to 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 the death plot and also the wizard's plot. I guess just they had the most boring uh, character designs. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck was Albert? <laughs> a guy. Oh yeah, Albert was yeah. really a guy. He's meant to have like a drip on his nose that like never falls. Yeah. Also, he's a wizard. <laughs> yeah, but he's like a like a fucked up old guy, you know. <laughs> yeah. This is just like a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um a lot of it a lot of the animation kind of reminds me of that um a sort of cut price version of that Don Bluth game. Uh, like Dragon Quest. Oh, yeah, like Dragon Quest. Yeah. Dragon Quest. Yeah, that's why yeah, that's why it looks like the fucked up Zelda cartoon because that's sort of similar. Um Yeah. Similar context, I guess. Yeah. I don't know any Zelda cartoons. Oh, it's it's very memed, I feel. <laughs> Fair enough. Is the, only, like, the only the... Zelda thing that I think is worth engaging with is Legend of the Wild. Breath, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Legend of the Wild. My favorite Zelda game. Some... Breath of Zelda, Legend of the Wild. My favorite Zelda games, The Flute of Time. And, yeah. It's the uh, one from... Uh... The Storm Waker. Yep. Yeah. The, uh, the other ones. A hyperlink <laughs> to past times. <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah. Oh, I've seen that before. Yeah. Yeah, I think it guy. looks a little bit better than the Zelda cartoons. Uh, although, yeah, I, yes, it's not a low, it's not a very high bar. Yeah, I think while going through the letterbox reviews for this, of which there are like maybe eight overall, wow. uh, nobody who reviewed Soul Music gave it uh, five stars. Um, give me a second. Let me find it. Nobody gave it five stars. I think the highest was like four and a half, and then the second highest three and a half. So <laughs> understandable. Yeah, fair enough. I'm surprised it's not lower. I'm not this is why they didn't make more lower. Actually, um, the, I think I think this is better. Well, yeah, no, I think this is a better one than than um, than Weird, Weird Sisters. Sisters. Yeah, interesting. But I enjoyed Weird Sisters more. Uh, me too. Maybe it was the novelty of. Uh, yeah. Of seeing this similar. like really bad animation <laughs> for the first time. I think I just like the plot to Weird Sisters. Yeah, better. yeah. yeah. yeah um, I, I think that plot, might be it. Yeah. But it's it, yes. It's a more suitable plot. <laughs> it's to, got a uh, plot to a movie. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I was watching this and I was like, um, this would be fucked up. Yeah, this like... one is like the. It really <laughs> doesn't like the like weak plotting or the I guess the non-existence of plotting in the book doesn't help when you like mm. transform it into a movie except like the book at least felt fun like it felt like terry had fun with it and this didn't yeah. really feel like they had a lot of fun with this like it just really sucked out mm. all the charisma and all the fun of the book with like a few exceptions to which we'll i'm sure we get we'll get do, do you want to ask the second question well so so part of the first question is what aspects worked well and what didn't <laughs> which we sort of talked about <laughs> great what question well what Tell me the first question about film is what's the film like? Um, 
we could do we could do the second question which is to what extent did it fit with your expectations <laughs> or did it subvert them in some way it was ex- it it did <laughs> <laughs> no. It was exactly on par with my expectations. After having watched Weird Sisters, this was Yeah. I yeah. could not have imagined anything more similar to what like this is exactly what I expected. I think maybe yeah, they tried to similar. use I think I've seen maybe it unless before. they I've used seen the first the two episodes before, so Oh yeah, this the is the this is the letterbox fashion. review I was hey. talking about. Uh <laughs> wait. Okay, George, been, George, what were you saying? Oh sorry. <laughs> I think they use the medium, uh, the, like they try to use the medium sometimes to its yeah. advantage. What with, as we were saying, with the way the band changes from like musical styles as they go through, as, as though it's following the history of rock music in, well, m- mostly from a British perspective, I suppose. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think there, there was a couple of visual gags that like aren't in the books. Like when they're going to the Foreign Legion, um, everyone's getting got things written on their hand. Which actually, those are in the book. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. It's, it kind of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think literally the changing of the band styles is the only thing they added to it, which actually worked out greatly. That's the best bit of the movie. The music's not bad either. Like, the music's I'm not bad. Surprisingly pleased it's... with the music. I think the songs are very, like, the more the movie goes on, the more the songs are like, okay, so this is very middle-of-the-road, like, uh, sound belongs to, like, famous bands, but it works well enough because we don't have to spend too much time with the songs, but it's good to even have, like, songs in the first place, like, compared to reading the book where it's like you never really know what type of music this certain bit is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what was the last? What was the last band supposed to be? I couldn't work that out. I don't know. It felt like I think the last band, maybe Queen. I don't know. Because mm, they started when off with like sort of Chuck Berry, like... Buddy Holly style. Yeah. Then they went to the Beatles. Yes. Then they Early went to Beatles. The Beatles. Post like hippie Beatles. Yeah. That's. That... Mm. Then it went to. The they Jimmy looked Hendrix. like hippie Beatles, but I think the song they played sounded more like some of their contemporaries, like Procol Harum or like the less electric song or like 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 early king crimson but like not not the famous song just the other songs on that album like you know the songs that had like a lot of flute and shit like (laughs) i don't know any of these people who were the Beatles? Uh, yeah, Beatles. yeah. <laughs> they, they, they I, were visually I, very clearly like late Beatles. The Beatles songs. then it was jimmy hendrix do uh don't do the Beatles. and which like I don't know. I'm I'm conflicted because like having this one band develop through all the musical styles didn't really make sense. But at the same they're time, not, it works fine. It works well enough, I think, because it's they're not. It's not supposed to be like an organic change. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, it's very uh, like it's something being forced onto them, an yeah. outside force. I think it makes sense in that respect. Yeah, like when they have Beatles haircuts. I think that's funny. That was yeah. funny when they had the Beatles haircut. Funny joke. Yeah. No one mentions it or anything, but they just have it. I think it's good. <laughs> and uh, when um, when he says we're bigger than cheeses in Quirm, I like that, get, yeah. They get chased out of Quirm. They get chased out for saying they're bigger that than cheeses. That's a great joke. I think that's good because they added it. And sometimes yeah. I think with these things, when they add the jokes, they work better than trying... Again, like we've said before in the past, <laughs> when you try and put the just the book joke straight into the adaption doesn't work as well as just having a funny joke that works with the adaption like would you say that the medium makes the message <laughs> and we did literally just read that those. doesn't mean anything to we me we did literally just read the book so like the yeah. book jokes delivered badly <laughs> doesn't really yes. like help them okay um three what causes the major turning points 
in the narrative come? None. Next question. Narrative come. What causes the major turns in the turning points in the narrative come? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we reach the final climax and <laughs> fall asleep, that, that, that means that the narrative well. come might maybe not be too good. What is the narrative come? narrative come? Now that's pretty... Is our words narrative come? Yeah. Is paper, my friend? <laughs> no, ink. Ink is narrative come. Ah. Yeah. Ooh. See, I'm just gonna know that question. <laughs> I guess yeah. the question was like, what's the carpet? Are there any turning points in the narrative? But like, there aren't any because it doesn't really no. have a plot. It's just like doing shit. The midnight blue semen that spreads upon those sheets of white <laughs> that creates the narrative. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Knights in white, Satan. Um, yeah, you might say. Hey. You might say uh, when the movie is the narrative carpet. I don't know. Okay. Hold on. There must be something here. The the <laughs> the, <laughs> the fabric of the narrative. Mm-hmm. It's the like, I, I want to do like the is the carpet on which the ink ejaculates. Okay. <laughs> what we're doing it's here is we are doing the um, the Tom Waits <laughs> section from Ballad of Buster Scruggs, where he plays a gold prospector. Spends ages digging into a <laughs> riverbank to find the uh, the gold deposit, and we're doing that, but for comedy. Yeah, we'll find something eventually. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. just keep going. I think the ingredients the are all there because, like, we've already we've already mentioned the question of medium specificity, and there's the word "come," <laughs> and, it's, and we mentioned the word "come." So. <laughs> yeah, just no, but I was gonna I was gonna say like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe like with exchanging with like changing the medium, uh, you might say you change the exchange the wife for the carpet, and when the when the medium is the carpet, it will it will break your narrative, Dick. I don't know. Okay, uh, are you yeah. saying that like the medium? So certain sexual techniques are going to work better on the carpet than your wife. <laughs> so you're not going to try and eat the carpet's pussy because the that fabric of reality one. and the fabric of reality is carpet. And <laughs> that's a wormhole, baby. <laughs> oh, so it's like know. bunching the carpet together and sticking a hole. Yeah, in I'm it sticking then... dick to the hole in the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> that's a wormhole. <laughs> that's a wormhole. <laughs> hey, we got there. We found that we found the mother load, so it's to speak. Comedy. <laughs> I, I've gone to a point where now in my head I'm just thinking of like the the line from fucking Lord of the Rings where Bilbo Baggins says, I feel like butter stretched over too, much, too bread, much bread, but it's like I feel like I'm come stretched over a very large carpet. That's <laughs> <laughs> so sad and beautiful. <laughs> Makes you think. Um, question four. Does the world of the film work like the real world? No. no. If not, what are the differences? <laughs> Death is a real animated skeleton. Music is in- magic. Mm-hmm. It makes you protect from bullets, or I guess the arrow that you were shooting. Or, well, not, not arrow, the thing they were throwing at Buddy Axe. protects Orang you from that. Librarians. Oh, I did like. Was more horny in this? Yeah, I didn't hate the librarian in this one. I think he was funny uh, at bits. He was animated in like the animation of the librarian was like more engaging than some of the other characters, I guess. The uh, the voice effects they use for the librarian extremely irritating. He does (laughs) not go ook. He just goes. That's what. That's how it sounds. That's a real ringtone. Don't be fucking rude. Um. 
to, I was gonna I was gonna mention a few bits in the narrative come I guess um, <laughs> <laughs> okay tell me about some turning points in the narrative come I, I mean I'm not sure if it's a turning point I'm just not sure if there's gonna be an appropriate question for this that uh, where I can bring this up but like Literally, the first thing that happens in the movie. Dick gets hot called at a turning point. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Literally, the first what? thing we see in the movie, right? Like, after the incredibly distractingly bad CGI of like the turtle at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that happens at the beginning of every episode. Every right. episode, there's CGI turtle, and then Isabel yeah, falling over the cliff like going, this... Father! 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 <laughs> There's like this swirling effect that is like at the end of every episode where it's like <laughs> blending over. It looks well. There's the it's it's there's the one with the like um, CGI skull. Oh yeah, that turns, that yeah, turns yeah. around. I love it, that. I love that. It shit. reminds me of like um, uh, a Windows screen game developer credits at the beginning of a game from the late nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Lego yeah. Rock Raiders or something. Yeah, yeah that's yes. what it is. But anyway, like right after that, we just see Isabel and Mort like dying in their uh, cart crash, <laughs> and then the camera zooms over to death, and then he says, "Yes, I could have stopped it." But it, it it felt like there's there was no voice direction for Christopher Lee <laughs> how to deliver yeah. that line. He just goes, "Yeah, yes, I could have stopped it." <laughs> like, yeah, he he doesn't sound. Like <laughs> but he's I didn't responding to anyone. He doesn't sound like he cares particularly about having not been able to stop it. It's very just funny, unintentional. Yeah, <laughs> and he's also like doing the death grin, which like Terry Pratchett always talks about how death always looks like he's grinning, even if he's sad. Whatever. Mm. He's, a uh, skull, yeah. he's a skull with no commentary on it. It just looks like he likes it. <laughs> but he's a he's a skull. He he's can't skull. do anything he else. Can't not yeah, smile. Uh, <laughs> bone doesn't bend. No, not not they, very well. They do in this though. He does have like movable eyes. Yeah, um, that's true. It's great because he he loves it, and this movie is about him trying to forget that he loves it. Even he does love it. it. <laughs> he's like, wow, loving it like this it's kind of like a grief it's kind but, of fucked but, up but good um and i'm i love it what an interesting take on this it, yeah. character i i genuinely wonder if christopher lee has any idea of what is going well, on like or if he just like showed up at a voice recording booth recorded all his lines in one go uh, he does have a great voice so it kind of works for that but especially like that opening line i felt like what does he know what he's saying <laughs> Does he know the context of this line in the movie? <laughs> Has he seen it animated? I think it's a very interesting movie to have adapted without having adapted more. Right. That was the other thing I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah, because... this opening bit with no context. Because, like, we don't care about them either. Death being, like, unless you've read it, which I think most people who've seen this have, like... Mm. Unless you've read it, you don't know who the people falling off the cliff are. She doesn't even seem to be calling out to death specifically. He makes no mention of like, ah, oh, my daughter, I could Oh, have I'm the father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, she's just oh, calling man. for her dad and also death is there. To yeah. be fair, I think these are very explicitly made for people who've read it. They're, they're yeah. made for fans. Yeah, most of the adaptions because, are, I think. Because no, <laughs> who else is going to watch this for <laughs> Imagine not knowing what the fuck this is. I did see there was like one YouTube comment. I'm not gonna find it, but 
They're just being like, what the fuck? There was like, no, it was like, I'm only an hour into it and this is the wildest, trippiest shit I have ever seen. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Any ideas for similar crazy animation <laughs> that I could watch? Wow. Yeah, it's cool with sisters. You'll, mm. you'll love that. <laughs> that was that that felt like clearly someone with no idea what like this squirt is and just accidentally stumbled into this <laughs> and was just like, what am I watching? This shit's Bl- crazy. Blake Boss Chart a year ago says Discworld's cartoon see tonight now. Home Earth Australia, Perth City. <laughs> <laughs> and also Discworld's cartoon characters casting Chantal Lockwick. Love you too, much started. Oh, I um, love sentences. <laughs> Speaking classic, of reviews, classic, I was gonna classic. bring up this letterbox review that I saw. That is maybe the best review for this. I liked it. Um, uh, it's it's a two star review for from someone named Magnolia last name, um, and they wrote "kick ass poster" in three words exclamation mark for the most cheaply animated thing I have ever seen in all caps. This is like those CDI hey, Zelda games from the 90s. That's what you said. Yeah! It could have been animated entirely in MS Paint apart from the painfully dated 3D graphic transitions. You are staring at it <laughs> for three hours while the spirit of a jolly good book is torn a new one. It's fairly unwatchable. Oh, not a jolly good book. I say fairly because I uh, did watch oh, this in its entirety and no, I'm not sure why. <laughs> great review. Really enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, do you want to hear some a great comment from the first episode that I, that I read? I'm sure you'll love Janos. It says... Um, <clears throat> Starts with a carriage crash, and kid looks like a Jojo. Two minutes 54. God, I hope this is better than that. <laughs> it's not. It's not. <laughs> looks like a Jojo. You know, it like does. a Jojo. Like a Jojo. Just it's a like cart crash does sorry, kind of have. Yeah. yeah. What? Anyway. I, I can't hear you because Janos is talking, sorry. <laughs> like a Joseph Joestar. Oh, that, that, that horrible looking anime that yeah. looks disgusting. That looks really good, yeah. But it, it does. It doesn't. It looks like dog shit. <laughs> Which like, part? It's skillfully done, but it's horrible. It looks beautiful. It looks pretty. Like, Jojo I, looks pretty good. I guess part I one looks. looks part one looks interesting, but. The the point of the point of JoJo is kind of that they change the animation style in every part uh, or the art style. So I sat next to a guy on a, on an airplane once who was watching JoJo, <laughs> uh, and mean? I was like, I couldn't hear it, um, thankfully, but like <laughs> it just looked like dog shit. I'm sorry, it was extremely ugly. <laughs> it Jesus literally Christ. has the biggest. Don't understand um, animation chain accessories. In than than any media I've ever seen yeah. in my life before, and I have to respect that. But I do I think I love that tiny shorts. I do think this commenter yeah. is onto something in just the regard that, like, just the cart crash scene, kind of does have um, Phantom Blood vibes, which is like the first part, and mainly like the very first episode where I think Dio's oh, does, dad dies start, in like, a cart crash. Blood. Also, so. yeah. <laughs> Damn, that is true. This is just like. Jojo. Yeah, I wish <laughs> it had kept that, that up. Like I, I, um, I do think this, like this, this one scene with Death saying yes, I could have stopped it, is like the only moment in while, while watching this where I felt like, oh, maybe this will be good. <laughs> Jojo Rabbit's bizarre adventure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Nobody um, had made that joke before. No, they not. They probably have. Yeah. When um, that when when Jojo Rabbit was announced, wasn't like every single comment on it. <laughs> I, Number five. I didn't know that. But <laughs> it's a good I, yeah, joke. I can see I, why people have made sense. it before. <laughs> uh, number five. How does the film end? Is everything resolved? How? No. If I not, didn't enjoy Jojo why not? Rabbit very much. <laughs> I have not seen it. 
uh, this film ends. Yeah, it ends. <laughs> it ends like I, it ends similarly to the book, except in this one, Buddy is like a gardener. In... Buddy is just the gardener. Oh, yeah. He's like a well, gardener the gar- at the place where Susan goes to school at Mrs. Butts' school. But they still say he does look a little bit elvish, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Well, they, so say completely he's destroying dru- they say the he's a druid, but looks elvish. Yeah. <laughs> That's the entire point of the book. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they did like a Venn diagram of like the kind of people who really like Kirsty McColl and the kind of people who are likely to watch this. And they, they decided that the no, sliver no of people who would fit within that cross-section was too small for it to be a profitable... Profitable decision. <laughs> Would it the, have been the so much more expensive? With a big graph, like we can't do this, boys. It's not going to work. And they send someone down to like shout, just like yell at, uh, at the directors of, the, of this <laughs> this cheaply made animation picture. <laughs> this is madness. We can't make. We can't take a risk like that on a joint like this. <laughs> I'm sorry, boys. Kirsty McCall just don't Christy sell McCall, no, no more. No one loves Kirsty McCall. People don't come to the theater for Kirsty McCall. Make him a druid or some shit. Yeah. I just. It wouldn't have been that much more expensive to animate him at the chip shop. I don't know. I, it would take up more time though. This is just like her looking through the window and being like him being like hello. Um, I do love the bit at the beginning. Um, at the girls' school where. They they just they need to introduce Susan Birthmark, so she just flushes and they go, uh-huh, you can see her birthmark. <laughs> yeah. What if in, what if instead of like uh Susan rather than turning invisible, uh people just don't acknowledge her as real and her existence fades from their very eyes? <laughs> What if she actually just turned invisible yeah. and everyone mocked her? Yeah, for yeah, invisible? yeah. They were like trying to find her with There's she's some great. There's some great levels of like understanding Terry's writing in this movie. Like the other bit you mentioned, Chaz, is that they keep like visually signifying, showing her as a child, like playing xylophone on death <laughs> with yeah. like xylophone sticks. Like, like that was a that was a brief joke. That was a joke that Albert made. That wasn't like she didn't actually play xylophone on his ribs. Because um, why would she do that? I think it's less of like a misunderstanding of the text. I think it's more they knew because if you, if you're animating it in this kind of cheap way, having to um, animate a character who doesn't turn invisible but kind of um, stops people from being able to perceive her is yeah. harder to do. Um, you'd have to have like a long stare close shot or something, and then they're all like, "What was I doing?" Yeah, that's, but that's harder than just uh, making her like fine. go invisible. But I did think it's really funny. It was extremely he, funny. He made her like go colorless, but and then they just got confused. I think you could do it. No, but I, I don't. I think you're onto something, Robin. In that a lot of a lot of these things where it feels like they misunderstood him is just. Where it would have it would have needed some creative problem solving on their part, yeah. to yes. represent it in a in a way that conveys these concepts that he has. Where a lot of his concept, a lot of his favorite concepts, like a lot of the concepts that come up again and again, are concepts that only make sense when you read them, but like like on purpose, right? Like stuff that is like about like some brain tricks. Uh, where like people don't perceive death as death, they perceive him as just a guy. But because just because their their brain like makes them 
see it that way. Very hard to represent visually unless you're like really yeah. creative or come up with a come up with a cool new visual idea. So they just don't do it. Does this say something about the relationship between message and media? <laughs> no. <laughs> There is no relationship. It's just them not trying. The other thing that what is if, exactly What if awesome, a guy learned one media analysis technique and, uh, <laughs> you and just repeated it over and over again? Oh, do I? Yeah, you have talking about the message is the medium, or the medium is <laughs> uh-huh. the message. What, oh, either way. Um, and then you also have humanism. Oh, yeah. You, you mentioned Plato's Cave sometimes. I don't oh, know if yeah, that's sure. actually like that. what that is. but Oh, it's, know, it's that, like that is... The, it's like semi-related to media analysis stuff, I guess. Um, if you only well, watch of, like, anime, you'll philosophy. never understand what um, live what real filmmaking. What real tits look like. Yeah, exactly. oh, have you not seen <laughs> Plato No Cave? Um, <laughs> I was, was going to say the other scene where it felt like they didn't even try was like towards the end of the movie where Death strums the zero chord. Yeah. And it's like more silent wow, than anything. Very, very, if the very sound editing were like any ending. good... <laughs> Could have worked. I fell asleep just before that, so I didn't hear that. <laughs> if they played like, you know, where they play like the mosquito wine and it's horrible. Yeah. yeah. That could have been good. It still wouldn't have worked because it's an indescribable sound. Well, that's the Terry, uh, that's the Terry Pratchett, not the Terry, that's the Tony Blair sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it could have worked <laughs> what if, makes. if they just like had complete silence and lingered on it for like a second longer. But they just—it was just death. Death played very short solo, strums a chord, and then mutes it. Not even half a second passes, and then he just smashes the guitar, and that's it. <laughs> Epic. <laughs> it's even less than half a second if you're watching it on one point two five times speed. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. Then then the pause is really not very dramatic. <laughs> yeah, right. Like if in this overlong movie, I feel like they should have taken more time with it than. The timing, the pacing is not great. Mm. All the timing and like individual scenes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Num- number six. How would you describe the main characters? What are their goals? <laughs> what problems do they face? Death. I've described him. He's a skeleton. I like how Susan talks. He's like, "Hello, it's me, Susan." <laughs> I'm That's Susan. Not I'm very precocious, right. and I'm not. I happy. want to stop it. <laughs> I liked her her voice actor in this. It was maybe not the most like emotionally convincing <laughs> performance, but I liked her. It wasn't great <laughs> acting. It kind of just reminded me of what British like boarding school children are actually like. So. I guess, yeah. <laughs> the she kind of like she... lack of receptivity and lack of empathy that was displayed in her voice is just yeah. true of anybody who's gone to public school. It's she's true. um she's got uh, what's her name's What's her name? Um, Amanda Palmer's eyebrows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. People, so at some point in history, back in like the 80s or something, people were like, what if your eyebrows just did a big arch on your forehead and they were extremely thin? Yeah, and they were fucking geniuses. Um, <laughs> what choices do the characters make? What motivates them? What are the consequences? Well, Buddy wants to be a really good musician, and then he becomes one, um, until he doesn't, and then he's a gardener. That's so true. Much to think about. Mm. Uh, Glad likes gold, wants to be he rich. He does. Yeah. yeah. Glad, just looks like, Glad just looks like a little pervert in this. This is my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's I funny. like Glad. Cliff's voice, Cliff's voice actor, pretty good. Did a pretty good job. Pretty good it. job. Um, mm. Not sure how I feel about the idea of, like... 
seeing trolls as black coded i guess yes i wasn't very happy about the the very explicit black coding of trolls and that no uh well i guess I mean, cry surprise was italian yeah i was gonna say <laughs> cry surprise was tony soprano but sure <laughs> hey you gotta get me the money <laughs> yeah i mean besides him yeah i i will say that's one thing about this movie that i did really like that cry surprise was uh <laughs> Tony Soprano. Yeah. That is how I see him. I do see him as being like a soprano. How did well, we like you know, Robin? The thing is, this film came out and was made before the Sopranos. So Sopranos. But Tony Soprano technically he based is it off this. Tony Soprano. Yeah. Tony Soprano, the actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He based it off this movie. He was like, "I'll yeah. be like that troll." James Gandolfini. Like, James, yeah, he was like, I know. I look. I've heard of The Godfather. I'm not watching it. Um, I'm. I'm in- Gandolfini means small Gandalf. We <laughs> 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 actually made the same joke in the podcast episode I just released. <laughs> he said vinaigrette was a small vinaigrette. <laughs> Uh, how did we French I'm trusting you my dad aren't I should we talk about Dibla Dibla he was like a seedy gentleman he wasn't how I imagined Dibla no not at all sort of how I imagined Dibla he's a very British archetype of like seedy gent I don't know yeah he's um, used car salesman pretty seedy I imagined him kind of dirtier yeah Hmm. yeah Yeah, I imagined him being sort of a lot more squat than that. Looking like, a bit yeah. like, um, what's his name from Only Falls and Horses, a show I've never seen. Del Boy. Yeah. Yeah, looking like Del Boy. But like <laughs> the one character I know from the show. <laughs> he fell through the bar. Yeah. I did think he was sort of like the guy in um, Dad's Army who like, gives him stuff. You know, like the thief, the like dodgy guy. Oh, the, yeah, there's a black market. I just character. can't. What's his like, name? He is. Dibbler is like yeah, a business guy, but I just can't see this guy be also down in the dirt trying to sell bad sausages like i can't no. i can't see this guy mm. getting his hands greasy you see i've never seen tv no, no i don't know where i was going with <laughs> i've never seen <laughs> so i wear glasses <laughs> i've never seen where in the narrative does the narrative come um <laughs> ooh, whose point of view does the camera represent <laughs> <laughs> a question for a better movie um, and also probably not an animated one given that there isn't oh camera. there is a camera in animated movies it's yeah that's just... what the pov is the p yeah point yeah whether there is physically a camera present or not isn't like oh, it's still like understood for... as the yeah camera is just yeah, a discourse like a okay. i'm using yeah. a film term <laughs> discourse oh, okay <laughs> mr media studies i know what discourse what's is a... i've been on twitter what's a discourse <laughs> Uh, discourse what's is a, like. What's a discourse? It's where you're uh, got a horse, but you flattened it. Discourse is where you <laughs> argue about whether uh, spaghetti is ableist. A discourse is where you're doing the discus at the Olympics um, on a horse, and also um, it's a full obstacle course. Mm. Yeah. A discourse, a discourse is when you put um, a horse in a hydraulic press and it, it compresses Just... it to a pure circle. <laughs> Chaz said that, but quieter and in less words. <laughs> oh, so, I'm sorry. I did. I did a Robin. <laughs> I've been, the four ninety nine for you. 
That's the four four ninety nine bottle of wine. This is the good jokes um, for you. Anyway, trying to think of an accent in which discourse would would make sense as discourse, discourse. but I can't think discourse. of anything. Oh, um, discourse. Oh, discourse. Mamma mia. The France of discourse. The discourse. How is our attention drawn to particular images? How are particular visual elements used as symbols? Well, they don't metaphors? draw anything else other than that which they want you to see. Yeah. Yes. That's so true. Because <laughs> drawing other things would be expensive. Yeah, it's a mm. very literal uh, movie. Yeah. Which is good because yeah, I hate absolutely. it in when, like, well animated films like Studio Ghibli films where they, like, animate you cracking eggs into hot hot oil and then frying mm. uh, and you're like i hate looking at this beautiful artwork <laughs> i hate An- anime loves showing you eggs being cooked they're really fun to draw when they're cooked oh i guess mm. and they always make me go mm, maybe i will have an egg the last two animes i've watched it's big egg did f- featured eggs being cracked into a it's, frying pan it's and the influence fried. of big egg trying to make you buy more eggs mm. I am thinking about uh, eggs I think, all the time. I think the egg. egg cabal. I think just like the the, the motion of cracking open, quack, Why did I say it that way? Quacking the motion op- of quacking open an quacking. egg. <laughs> when I'm quacking open an egg for my supper. Quacking, quacking open an egg. My name is Emily. I'm quacking open an egg. I think it's just the motion of quacking open an egg is just like such a. Such a simple shortcut for cooking, right? Like I think that's just it, and also it's just yeah. like satisfying motion to see it. There's, mm. there's, there's like the sideways of the opening up, and then the downwards mm. of the egg falling. It's and great. It falls in. Mm. Well, in in, Uti- mean, yeah. in Revolutionary Guillotina, there's a plot line where she briefly thinks that she's laid an egg, and she's like, she's like, this is my egg. Oh, it's like a funny egg that I've laid. Yeah, and, and then um, and then she sees a guy cracking eggs into a pan, and she thinks he's he's cracking open her egg, and she's like, no, my no. egg. Um, <laughs> that is how I would react if someone was yeah. cracking my eggs. You know, yeah. I've started <laughs> on the topic of eggs. Okay, I've started getting <laughs> targeted Facebook ads asking for me to donate my eggs to who? People who want them. Here's the thing. Well, I'm you're not, not using give them away for free. They got to go inside me to get them. That's a lot of process for the goodness of my own heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I guess it's not going to be targeted Facebook eggs that, that are going to convince you to that. So. I would targeted hope not. Facebook eggs. Targeted <laughs> Facebook egg. This is reminding me that I'm egg. supposed to be on the bone marrow register and I keep forgetting to like tell them where I live now. <laughs> if you tell them where you where live, you they're going to come for you in the night time and drain you. Yeah. Yeah, they don't, I they have, don't actually I have, have to tell you when they're going to get the bone marrow. They just I have do the it. good blood as well, like the good proteins. You know, I'm, I'm own egg, so lots of people can have my shit. Ah. I yeah. try to give blood, but I keep getting a tattoo and they keep saying, we don't want it. It'll be dirty, even though they can test it. And also, um, the one time I wasn't like restricted by my tattoo timings was Christmas Eve. And I was like, listen, I'm not, I'm not fucking. I'm mm. just very afraid of more my blood being drained out and my body like compressing down. Like um, when like, um, I know what they do is so in like an American drive-in thing where they have the quick the 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 uh, Kool Aid jug and then he falls mm. over and cracks open and all his insides come out. You know what I mean? You lived in America. No, no. You know the the Kool Aid jug. I know the Kool Aid man. Of course, we all love Chaz, know and they, love the Kool Aid man. What they actually do to you, Chaz, is the nurse they stick a they stick a straw on your arm. And then they drink you like a milkshake until yeah. until all of your blood's gone, and it makes a uh-huh. noise like like when you get to the end, the last bit of the milkshake. I could get yeah. into that, I guess. 
Mm. Um, yeah, but they're doing it with their mouths. Like, it's very, uh, very yeah. important. They, they do so, and then they spit it out. It's just like Twilight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> great movie. They actually drink it because <laughs> they need, like, they, they, they don't tell you this about blood donations, but you actually donate the blood, like, to the nurses because they don't have enough. <laughs> they need it to keep going as nurses. They just need to drink yeah. the blood. The nurses well, are yeah. all vampires. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the thing about like nurses only got like a one percent pay rise or something this year, which is under inflation. They got to get paid somehow. So if we give them more blood, <laughs> <laughs> save them yeah, a bit of money, they, they, like, they need to buy that. some extra. You know? Yeah. Don't don't donate too much because they'll get too powerful, and <laughs> that would be pretty scary. You know, what if the nurses could like fire blood out of their fingers or out of their <laughs> eyes, like a like a, one of those uh, lizards, like Jujutsu Kaisen. Um. No. I don't know so much anime. Because um, <laughs> you're a fucking weeb. Um, <laughs> question 11. How does the film's editing contribute to the meaning of the film? <laughs> It'd be nice if they had some. <laughs> My favorite bits of the editing, because I didn't watch them episode by episode. I had I watched like one cut together bit on YouTube. But you could still like notice when like one episode ended and there was visually and then it went to the next episode great editing it ends so abruptly like it's really weird yeah it ends even more abruptly if you fall asleep before it ended exactly if this were like a more popular tv adaptation i everyone would get so mad at us for not watching the movie properly but there's like 90 people on letterboxd who have watched this so (laughs) yeah i don't think i think we're the only Discord podcast that have watched it once again proving our own superiority yeah. um, amongst the field of Discord. Yeah, everyone else is so. just like sitting around uh, jacking each other off. They're, they're still <laughs> at it since that convention. Like they they haven't they haven't left they that haven't convention let, They haven't space. let go. Yeah. Yeah, they they just can't let go because it feels they're just so really good. chafed, but they're just still going. Yeah. yeah. Imagine not being able to let go of something, Janosch. Mm. And. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, at one point, like if they had if they had invited us, uh, we would have said, "Hey, let's put on soul music while we're jacking each other off." And everyone would have been like, "No, my boner!" <laughs> With having to look at this awful animation, call that the narrative come. <laughs> narrative come. More narrative like come. Narrative edging. Not come. Um, narrative dysfunction. Uh. And that's why they won't ever invite us to their conventions. Um, How does the film handle the underlying themes? Bracket, morality, politics, religion, sexuality, happiness, freedom, love, spirituality, identity, (laughs) etc. The film handles sexuality by making hibiscus gay. What if a man was gay and Irish? (laughs) What if he was Graham Norton? What if he had the most stereotypical gay voice you could... Do. What if in every what? scene he had his what wrist? What if he was like? What if he was like? like oh, you love this! Out. You love this band. They really sparkle, and then he'll do the floppy. Wrist. Yeah, <laughs> he'll do the is he you know wrist? Yeah, yeah. Is he you know hibiscus? The guy who owns the, the Mendedrum. The Mendedrum. Yeah. <laughs> is he a friend of hibiscus? <laughs> We're all friends of hibiscus. <laughs> what is like looking at the name hibiscus and thought, oh, that's a gay guy's name? It is. It is a flower. To be fair. Yeah, because I don't think. I don't think he gives off, like, vibes in the book. No. He doesn't say enough, really, yeah. to give off vibes in the book. He's not no. really described much. No, there's no gay coding of him in the book at all. Yeah. Once again... Because we're 
We just don't understand. Once coding. again, SJWs are ruining my Terry Pratchett book by putting yeah, gay characters. Yeah, they were trying to make it progressive. <laughs> I miss back when Discworld was tough. Now they want to make hibiscus gay. <laughs> What's yeah, next? They, they the death in... eating soybeans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> representation win. Dibbler is selling soy sausages now. It's gay and homophobic. <laughs> 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 Actually, it's 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 um terrible of us to shit talk this Discworld adaption because it's really influential in terms of its representation. Like they mm. have um a gay coded character um in the main cast, so <laughs> actually you should just watch it for representation. So. Yeah, diversity went. Yeah, honestly, um, it's and actually good. Like I'm shitting like all over this one, but they actually announced a new adapt- adaptation of Soul Music, and I immediately like spit out the coffee I was d- drinking because of the. Because of the SJWness, because they're gonna call it soy music. <laughs> <laughs> Disc woke, more like. Oh. <laughs> Get me a column in the Spectator. <laughs> Are trans people when, trying to cancel bacon? Find out. When George fell asleep, when he was watching, <laughs> then he disc woke up. <laughs> 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 is that even a joke <laughs> it's a callback to something that wasn't it's, a joke in the first place you can make a joke a joke if you keep referencing it <laughs> the SJWs keep trying to make my turtles non-binary well they turn out that great twin was a woman so that's like kind of well, kind of pandering <laughs> I love describing oh. Atuin as a woman. <laughs> Great Atuin. <laughs> Great Atuin is a Mary Sue. Uh, no, you know, there's never any challenges to Great Atuin. Human woman, goddess turtle Atuin. God. You know, a Great Atuin always succeeds in their goals. There's never any serious challenge and they're never put in any danger. Uh-huh. They're enormous they, they are, uh, planetary they bulk. Are, they immediately like, get over it. So that's, yeah. Like, no, actually, also she needed a man to help her by like rinse and saying spells, <laughs> so I think that's kind of like fucked up. I think Greater Turin is, is minor coded, so it's pretty problematic. What? I'm just saying <laughs> words now. Pretty big. <laughs> okay. It's literally the opposite, which I Listen, guess could we be don't a know joke how in big itself. these inter- we don't know how big these turtles get. It might be very small for. A, oh, do you think? Do you turtle? think everyone in Discord is just like tiny, microscopic tiny. people compared to like us? But we just don't yeah. know because could, no, no. I'm there. saying that I'm saying these these interplanetary turtles make it larger than Greater Turin. Oh, you mean compared to size. compared to the turtle that our uh, world, which by the way is flat, famously is on. Um, That's true. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen the edge. Yeah. Not the guy. <laughs> classic joke. <laughs> that is a callback. <laughs> no, that's that's a classic. We watch just the watch bit. Um are there any religious themes or no. connections? How well, is faith treated, if at all? <laughs> actually there is it like is one religious character, the monk from the beginning. Incredibly racist voice. Incredibly racist. Oh, yes, yeah, so yeah. racist. Which I think which wasn't explicitly they made it more racist. Yeah. It wasn't Yeah. Well, he wasn't like. It wasn't actually that racist. No, in the to book, begin with. No, he was just. Did, he, an it's oracle. a classic Terry bit of just making him British. Um, in the book, really. Yeah. Like obviously, he's supposed to be like a monk, but he also talks like he's British. 
Yeah. What if it was like a sort of cartoon fakir, but he was like, all right, mate, I live <laughs> on a mountain and sit on a bed of nails, innit? Which I think kind of works because it's fantasy. It's a fantasy world. Yeah. You can't come up with monks who are just like British blokes. Like it's it's all yeah. new religions. It doesn't have to be like mimicking one of our someone, existing world religions. What if someone did a funny Indian voice? Oh, would be so that's funny. never been done. I'm I'm putting a big tick next to that in the production notes, and we're putting that through. <laughs> yeah, we can't put you can't put Elvis in the chip shop though. That that would be too expensive. But we can't afford the we can't afford a white guy to do a bit of Indian guy. Yeah, just clicking clicking through my PowerPoint presentations. It's clear we're going to need to step up our games here. <laughs> and then I step back, take a pause, dramatic pause to gain attention. Click through, and it's just racism. Big words <laughs> Everyone screen. starts clapping. Everyone is cheering. <laughs> By Jove, he's done it. He's got it again. <laughs> he's cracked the secret to good television. Very unenthusiastic writing room up up until this point. They all like hate that they got a job on an animated production that has a budget of ten pounds, um, and nine of that goes to Christopher Lee's salary. Um, <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> That was their one know. condition that they keep working on this, is that they're allowed to do a racism. Well, I'm not allowed to make some racism in the next fucking ten minutes. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, Robin? Uh, I was just going to say, um, in... I just had to post them on Twitter really quick. Um, I, <laughs> in... in <laughs> For the whole Christopher Lee thing, it really made me laugh when they um, play the credits at the end and it's like, cast <laughs> Christopher Lee. And then underneath his name, which is central, all of the other voice actors are put down in like columns underneath all at once. I just thought, yeah. It, it was like an exploding into the screen, the Christopher Lee. Yeah. Christopher <laughs> they want you to know he's here. I, think, I like to think he did all the lines in like one afternoon. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it, that, like, was never interacted with another one of the voice cast. Just, um, that's very possible. Which, to be honest, I think a lot of voice acting works that way, that everyone is just, like, individually in their booths. So. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I've seen the behind-the-scenes for Madagascar. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know what, Chaz? <laughs> we don't do this often enough on this show because we just love to be so edgy in our humor and push boundaries. But I'm actually going to apologize to you on this thank you uh, because i i I had not considered that you have the expertise of having seen the madagascar behind the scenes um (laughs) i've seen the i've seen the behind the scenes of madagascar and you know they do some they do some funny they do some funny improv with each other in the uh that's so cool in that in the voice acting what a great movie david schwimmer's like i'm a giraffe (laughs) <laughs> and they're like oh that's so cool man remember when uh, the monkey said i like to move it move it that was the single greatest moment in cinema history <laughs> guys remember when, I saw, when I saw that afro circus <laughs> the so cinema, funny at the age of however old i was i lost my fucking mind <laughs> i just yeah. likes to move it yeah <laughs> He likes to move it, move it. I I only really knew that song from the Chew It advert, so I was very excited to like. I didn't even know that song from anywhere. It was the first time I ever heard. I like to chew it, chew it. Yeah. As someone, as someone who grew up without a television, this was you know all those tweets about like you give one extra sour nuclear waste sweet like can candy to a peasant and they immediately die. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, it, it was that, but I was a child and it was the I Like to Move It, Move It song uh, as performed by uh, what's it, Sasha Baron Cohen, pretending oh, yeah. to be a ring-tailed lemur. Oh, it is Sasha Baron Cohen. Is it? Yeah. Oh my That's God. a great movie. <laughs> Man, that makes a lot of sense. Do you remember when they did American Beauty with steaks? Like anyone who was watching would understand that <laughs> reference. <laughs> I have seen American Beauty much later and by that point I did not remember that being in Madagascar so oh I've never God. seen it because I'm uncancelable apart from mm. all of the terrible things I've, I've seen said half of it enough to know that it's a film about Kevin Spacey being a nonce although unlike in yeah. real life it's for a teenage girl hope he makes oh. a Christmas video <laughs> Uh, okay. Madagascar. What a great for for us. We had uh, it, it, being being Hungarian child when Madagascar comes out means that you get to enjoy both. I like to move it, move it, and Risalom Ujish Ujish, which is the Hungarian version of that song. Say that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in it, but it, like in rhythm. Risalom Ujish Ujish. Fuck yeah. Someone do a remix of that that's pretty great. Yeah. I mean, that already exists. No, but yeah. I think that would fuck. Like, I think if you put the the Hungarian, we like to move it, move it to like, um, if you like did a, a really heavy bass club version uh-huh. and you loop it for like six minutes, I think that would, that would, that would go off in Europe. Okay. New club banger. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's what, it's you what could, um... Mark Fisher writes about how, or wrote about how, uh, <laughs> How jungle is the ultimate in music? Yeah. No, that, and he also writes about how interestingly, like the the newest dance music trends is just called back to a bland era of Europop. So I, <laughs> I guess with like calling back to Madagascar, but yeah. the European, in this case Hungarian version, would be like a great, uh, great chart success. Um, so. I can't believe the woke left in the guise of Mark Fisher are trying to cancel the Venga Boys, the greatest musical <laughs> act since since Beethoven. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, I, do, I don't don't agree with Mr. Fisher every time because, like, he he calls like the the Eurobeat or the Europop um, pop like the one of the blender directions in dance music, and like, come on, Blue da ba di da ba die, that that song slays. <laughs> Blue yeah, I was going to say, I thought you were going in the direction Great song. Yeah, no, I've been in the car for two-hour car journeys with my younger brother who likes to listen to Tropical House. That sucks. If we're going to talk Tropical about bland House. music <laughs> genres. What's I, I don't think Mark Fisher like would say it's currently good. But it's a little bit, like, bubbly. Mm. I mean, all of those things kind of sound Don't bad. listen to Tropical I just, there's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. No, nothing, can, nothing on earth can, earth can convince me to listen to mark fisher's favorite genre jungle, jungle? it's not his favorite yeah. genre he just liked it yeah he just no, likes jungle and joy division you should, you should listen to tricky you should listen to tricky though tricky is good what were we talking about madagascar, madagascar. <laughs> they have a hungarian version of africa uh, i like to move it move it uh documentary watching the madagascar documentary that's how we got there uh voice acting oh, yeah. christopher lee that's Behind what that's how we got here <laughs> christopher lee. Like okay next we question watched, um, we watched an adaption of soul music yes what is the view of reality? Is there any place for God or other spiritual dimensions in life? Is interpersonal fate used as a substitute for God? Why is this no. so religious? Well, 
this might faith. be a religious a religious film question. <laughs> I, I feel like no. interpersonal fate is kind of used as a as a stand-in for God. <laughs> I think this might be a Christian site. <laughs> And, and I guess like death well, as no, we're not on Christianity.com again. <laughs> Christianity.com. We played after uh, you left the call for that one, we played a lot of games. Yeah. It's from yeah, it Lasson Media Engagement Network, equipping the global church to engage with the media. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing Christian quiz this entire time. No, yeah, this was your bit, wasn't it? You knew, you knew this show. This is this is the anti, like, uh, accidentally eating a soybean and thus becoming an SJW where we, like, accidentally do Christian become... questions. And now I am already feeling, like, the soy getting out of my blood and epic bacon coming back because I have read a true Christian book for conservatives. My cholesterol's getting worse! Yay! They used to call yeah. Janosch Soider Man. Uh, uh-huh. I did do that, After yeah. he got, ate a radioactive soybean. <laughs> but now he's a red-blooded American male. <laughs> he's ready to to fight for his god and f- fuck for his uh, people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I Don't ask what that means. I, I used to say every day that I can't wait to watch the Soider Cat, but now... <laughs> 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 Does it say anything about culture that uh, the whole idea no, of like, what's culture? joking about? Or cult? Maybe cult. Let me not. Yeah, probably culture. Um, the whole the whole reason that we reference soy constantly is because of like bizarre right wing fantasies that it would feminize you, uh, which were based mm-hmm. on like no real science at all. Uh, no, it's real science. You eat soy, you grow tits. Yeah. Oh, it's real. People people made fun of that, but but in doing that and debunking it. We absorbed the language of this this uh, alternative right, if you will. Don't make me think uh, about the things I do. And started using it again, unironically. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, I haven't been so here. Have you considered, it's funny when you also do eat soy products, and, yeah. and every time you do, in the back of your mind, you're like, oh my god, I'm going to go up a cup size. Fuck yeah. <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> I don't know, I just... You can also just drink beer. To do I, I'm sure yeah, oh. George made some great points, but I was just so dista- distracted of him doing soy face the entire time, that it just, like, didn't <laughs> arrive. <laughs> is it just me, or is soy face just an invitation to suck dick? I have been on this room. It's like the male I got. <laughs> the, that thing is just like Edvard Munch's... Um, what has what's that painting even called? The shout. There's the scream. The scream. There we go. The scream. I only knew the scream German title, and I had to translate. No, it I know. Mentally. I was. I was going to make fun of you, and then I was like, actually, it's probably called. What's the German? What's the German title? Der Schrei. That's cool. Schrei. That does sound scary. It's Denskrieg in Norwegian or something. Yeah. Denskrieg. I can't remember. I can't remember the proper uh, gender for it. Sorry for misgendering you, Mister <laughs> Shriek Man. The concept of shrieking. Yeah. Yeah. You know the guy that's in the painting. Yeah, uh, it's Lacrigo in yeah. Esperanto. <laughs> the Scream by Edward Munchie. Edward um, Munchies! Edward Munchies! Munchies. I've, I've seen one of the Screams, because um, it's in Oslo, and you go in and there's just like this whole gallery of, of monk paintings, um, and the, they're pretty much all extremely depressing. 
Yeah, he wasn't like yeah. rich. No, it was just a guy. guy. He needed to Famously. just move away from Oslo. He's just like fucking. <laughs> don't live somewhere that that's, that's that dark. If you're if you're, if you're yeah. that kind of like. Men will mentality. men will literally say literally. that they want to feel healthier, and then they will move to Oslo. There's like a trend in. I just will make like scary paintings about their deep emotional state rather than just moving out of Oslo. There was a trend in <laughs> like early mid two thousands indie musics, mostly with people. I don't know what it is with like people related to the Elephant Six Collective, but like both. Of Montreal and uh, Mount Erie did an album where they were like really isolated in Norway and like recorded their most depressing stuff. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. why are you do? Why are you doing that to yourself? <laughs> Just don't, man. The thing is, I was uh, probably the healthiest I've ever been living in Oslo because I couldn't afford to drink very much alcohol. Mm. <laughs> and there's good <laughs> air, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how, how the air in Oslo is. There's not much else to do than exercise. <laughs> Nice place, actually. I've never been. Dark. <laughs> Dark. Strange. Aurora Borealis. Aurora uh, Borealis. Borealis. What's the? I'm looking oh. at the sky and I'm really bored and I'm like, that's an Aurora Borealis. I don't okay. know. Aurora okay. Boring, Alice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. More like Shmorora Shmorealis. Looking at the northern lights on uh, the 20th of April. Wow. Aurora Bong Realis. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, mm. Damn, that's pretty good. <laughs> there is a variety of weed called Aurora Borealis. Probably. There's a yeah. variety of weed called everything. That's true. <laughs> everything? <laughs> everything weed. Everything weed? <laughs> it's like an everything What's bagel. this weed? Well, it's everything. Yeah. What was even this Christian question? Interpersonal fate? Oh, yeah, I was going to say, like, I guess there's, like, some fate substitutes with... I don't even know if it's in the movie. Like, in the book, there's, like, Terry's thing about, like, concepts becoming real or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't really come across in the movie. Well, I mean, the whole creation argument's there, but instead of explicitly a god, it's explicitly whole music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the beat, man. Still also, we've already, met, we've already met the creator of the universe in the series in canon. Yeah. It's just like he's just a guy doing a job. Yeah, he's one of many. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in this, you know, you've got the personification of death who is separate to what actually controls death, which is the universe, which is separate to the music that big banged <laughs> flat world flat world. <laughs> Big fucking fan calling it flat world. <laughs> Parody of Discworld called like um Round world, that's just what they call it, like square yeah. world. You uh-huh. just call it flat world. This flat world. world. The parody version of flat world. world. You do like a Barry Trotter thing. Which is funny because it's already a parody, so it's just like doing playing playing tropes like straight. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but presenting it as a Discworld parody. It's just really sincere, and then we tell people it's not. Mm. There was a great fanfic I found like during the early <laughs> days of the podcast called Dick World. Oh, Dick World, oh. now that's funny. That one's subtle. Dick World. Yeah. That's like something we would say. <laughs> right. Yeah, dick Discworld, more like dick world. <laughs> I love to make jokes on my comedy podcast. Alright, what's the uh, next whole music? <laughs> next question is, uh, what is the view of humanity in the film? Oh. What does the film say about the nature of human beings? What does the film say about communities and families? It's pretty negative. <laughs> It's humanism. What is the ideology of this movie? Uh, what is the ideology of this book? <laughs> Come on, like rock music, am I right? 
It's one um, of those ones where he has this whole thing where he does love people. Again, it's humanist, to use a, a buzzword mm-hmm. um, of ours. But also, he he loves to make fun of the mob. Is <laughs> so, humanism like, a dog he'll... whistle? What? Is it? What, against <laughs> trolls and dwarves. And other humanism. non-human people. And, um, but, like, because, like, Obviously, the main characters in this are portrayed really like, oh, they have lives, kind of. And then the the crowds that come to the music shows are crowds. Mm. Yeah. What do you think of the um the the maids at the university who serve the food who are like? Oh doing... my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> that was certainly a time. That was something. That was what something. Was, what was that bit? Why? Oh, they were doing fucking um. Uh, Lou reads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. They did walk on the white side. They did. It's my birthday, and I'll cry if I want to as well. It was I'll fry if I want to. Which is like double racist to do that. Because in the song he says um, slur for black people. That I guess back in the day didn't count as a slur in that way. But like he says, basically people of color, but like in a worse word. Yes, not gonna say it. But but like that that the, they're so confirmed by a, to be black and then but but like in a racist way and then in the in in soul music TV they're also done by white uh, characters so it's double racist. I don't think That's it's uh, I don't think it's exactly a slur. It's not a way that you should yeah. say people's face. Yeah. Mm. It's what you you just outdated nomenclature. Yeah. Walk on the Wild Side is side is wild because it's like pretty cancelled today if you listen to it, but it's not like Lou Reed was like ex like <laughs> he was basically singing about like people he he used to hang out with, but said it in a way that today comes across as incredibly transphobic, even though he clearly didn't intend it to be in a way. It's just that language has moved on in a way that it's uh, Yeah. Yeah, it comes across as problematic oh, now, even wow, though it's sorry. like one of the more yeah, sympathetic so, portrayals of, of trans people I, for that age. I don't know if I know yeah. enough Lou Reed songs because I'm just thinking of like it's such a perfect day. Yeah. Um, it's in transporting. Then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> different times have different words. For yeah. And different <laughs> okay. Ideas, you know, I don't know. That's very wise. Now yeah. <laughs> it was surprising that they did like exactly the walk on the white side chorus in a way that because the other songs weren't like real songs and i don't think they had the license to use a Lou Reed song so it might have just been like accidentally someone like coming up with the exact same like uh, from like background memory but not realizing that it's the exact same melody i don't know mm. Mm. Uh, maybe it was on purpose music. then it's then it's also weird okay uh next question <laughs> <laughs> this was a great idea chess how is the image of God within human beings seen in this film? <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> how, is, how is human rebellion against God expressed? How is human, to be fair, human rebellion against God is pretty well expressed in this movie with the entire character of Susan who acts Susan against, is rebelling against God. the universe yeah. in order to save people from death. Yeah. I think, to be fair, to Christianity.com but not, this is a pretty relevant question to the text. 
it's just so funny that this should be like general movie discussion questions but then all of them are like how is god represented how is faith represented how There's is family basically faith how is god represented yeah like, these are all the quite the same questions about how is god in the yeah. movie it seems like a rather limited lens through to view with which to view media <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 20 perfect questions any movie can be discussed. Not, not to be Richard Dawkins. <laughs> but, but he'd I, also gonna... say that Richard, you shouldn't do any media analysis, probably. So maybe, maybe, maybe the Christians are actually better on it than him. I mean, kind of. <laughs> I think they can understand uh, metaphor better. What is, the, what is the view of knowledge? How do characters know what is true? Experience, logic, intuition, or revelation? How do they make decisions? Where do they find wisdom? They don't. <laughs> <laughs> they don't find wisdom. <laughs> they, I guess they, Susan they mostly... learns from death that death is okay and that it, it's fine that death happens. Yeah, you know. Yeah. This is this is this one's an interesting question because I don't think most of the characters ever get to any knowledge. Like I don't think Glod, Buddy, and what does Glod uh, learn? Cliff ever understand what the fuck is going on. Like Speaking... they never. Speaking of Cliff, I'm sorry, it's slightly distracting from the... I didn't realise that the bit at the end of this with the gold was like um, an Italian job joke. Which it is, right? Is it? Is it? I haven't haven't seen seen the Italian job. Uh, I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. It ends with like the the van with all the gold like bars they've stolen (laughs) going round a really like hairpin bend on a cliff exactly like in this. And the van like ends up with half of it over the edge of the cliff and half of it on the other side. And there's the gold all on the side of the cliff. And then every, okay. all the people in the van are on the other side. And they're like, nobody move. And then it just ends. It's a literal cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. And then people endlessly talked about, how are they going to get out of this? Yeah, they were like, oh, my God. Studies. And it's like, that's not the point, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. But what's what's the what what's what actually happened after this? In Inception, when he spins the little <laughs> when he spins the little thing, there was a great bit in like old Doctor Who, like in I think in the eighties, I think it was with Sylvester McCoy, uh, where like one of the episodes, like old Doctor Who was like unlike new Doctor Who, where like episodes are like kind of self-contained, I guess. In old Doctor Who, there were like one story or one one arc i guess was always like four or five or six or eight episodes so and those always ended with like really big cliffhangers that were like resolved really quickly like there was one of them where like sylvester mccoy's doctor was literally hanging off a cliff by just like holding it it with his umbrella and then the next episode starts with us seeing that he's hanging like five centimeters above the ground from the cliff and then he's looking down and he's like oh I can just get down. <laughs> you had to wait a week to get that resolved. That's great. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, that's they good, should yeah. bring that back. Well, that was like the classic like serial thing, isn't it? You know, like in Misery, where she gets really pissed off because she watches it, and um, uh, and she gets she gets really annoyed because she watches them like go over the cliff, and she's like, "How will they resolve?" And then they resolve it by them just not going over the cliff at the beginning of the next yeah. episode, and she gets really really mad because she's like, "That's not what happened." <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I interrupted because we were talking about the oh ending. What oh yeah, I was the, I was talking about how they have no idea what actually is going on. Like the main characters, like I think Susan is the only yeah. one who actually like 
gains any sort of knowledge about the happenings of the story and everyone else is just... Yeah, and that includes the reader. Like, I don't fucking yeah. know what's going on. <laughs> the band are just kind of a force. Nothing they nothing they do means anything. The, the only thing that acts is Susan, death, and the music, the guitar. Mm. Yeah. The only thing with any agency. Yes. So... That's that. I've solved media. <laughs> uh, it's all about God. It's all about God. Media analysis. It's all about God. Um, what is the view of morality? What does goodness mean? How do characters make moral decisions? What are the characters' values? And are these the same as the film's values? Does a character in this make any moral <laughs> decisions? <laughs> is that I the guess? point of this world? Moral decisions. Susan's moral decision is like stop death. Mm, try to save Guess? someone. Yeah, she wants to like be God. So she wants to be God and like I mean, but she doesn't oh, really no, in this. She does in the book, but I'm not sure she, she does in this. Like she's just got a crush. Yeah, and doesn't want him to mm. die. She's a crush, and she also doesn't really want her parents to have died. So I think that's like a, a pretty good reason for wanting to stop death. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But then, apart from that kind of moral struggle and whether or not we should let things play a natural course, um, I'm not sure what, like, ethical decisions Buddy makes. <laughs> he, he doesn't. He, he doesn't, doesn't make any decisions. He doesn't. He's like, I guess he I has, like, no agency in the story. The, yeah. Buddy, the music is like... Buddy makes one choice, which is to um, play the harp uh, at the final concert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that... That all that does is make people feel sad. Yeah, and even then, it's a he, nice moment. Even then, it was a, like, any, like a suggestion from his bandmates. Yeah, and this mm. is like I guess he makes the true. one decision to go to Ankh-Morpork rather than Quirm at the beginning, which yeah. is like what the alternative buddy took the the other yeah. choice. But like, yeah, he has no agency for like all of this story. But he, he should have smashed the guitar or something. Yeah. Surely, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I didn't. Why didn't he? That's such I, a. I, mm. <laughs> That that is weird. Like, why did yeah, right? Why did Terry death want death to? I guess he wanted so much. He had the idea for the. It looks cooler. God, but yeah. We kind of we talked about this last t-shirt. episode, but like he had, he clearly had this idea of the book cover of death being on the motorcycle, and then like worked away to to like him being on the skull motorcycle, and then like him mm-hmm. have this rock and roll moment. But then, then he could have just like structured the entire book around like death becoming rock and roll or whatever like if if he wanted death to have the rock and roll moment why did he need the band <laughs> it's just it's, I, I, by Joe, it doesn't make any sense by Joe, what a fucking bizarre book <laughs> it's a jolly um, good book what a jolly good book ding 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 ah. yeah, ding ding it's not even a ding it's like this just yeah. doesn't make any sense but i was gonna say the, the like buddy thing is another like medium specific thing i guess or something where the the adaptation just like didn't do a really good job at like conveying how like in the book it's like constantly everyone is like weirded out by how much your buddy is like seems to only be awake when he's playing the guitar and otherwise like doesn't even eat or whatever like he he's like completely hollow besides the music he's living on borrowed time obviously doesn't come across in the movie at all like no, he's just having a good time. Yeah, playing the guitar. He does. He does, he does like well, not respond to them and stuff. I think. Yeah, yeah. He sort of stares into space. I mean, all mm. of the characters exactly. stare into space. 
but yeah, they're, like, quite, they're quite static anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, he does. Uh, he does. He does blank out on people. Mm. They yeah. could have made it. Maybe made him lose his accent. That might have. Uh, right. That didn't yeah. really. Funny accent. I thought his dad's accent was terrible. <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> it did make me laugh though. I'm oh, obsessed you're that they... from way else. <laughs> I like that they have this druid community, but they live in like a terraced miners house um, yeah, from the fifties. From the fifties, yeah. Like, oh, I feel like I've seen this house in some fagans. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. In fagan. In fagans. Okay. Nineteen. <laughs> You're almost done. What do human beings most need in life? <laughs> Music. Does the film identify any universal problems confronting human beings? What do humans need in order to flourish? God, do they need the God? Point of life. What substitutes for God are there in the film? Come. <laughs> what do humans beings need most in life? Rock and roll music. I already said this. Pussy. Eat hot chip. Eat chip. Lie. Get hole. <laughs> um. What people need is whole music. Whole music, yeah. My WAP was so successful. That was why. It's nothing that's got no hole. That was such a cultural moment. Like, in a way, can you imagine listening to WAP now? Like, yes, I do. On purpose. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've never listened to the whole thing. Oh, okay. What? The, the only one. reason I actually know about uh, it is Ben Shapiro. Yeah. <laughs> he did the best promotional job ever. Get a bucket and a mop for this wet-ass <laughs> pussy. Wet-ass P-word. P-word. <laughs> it is like a good song, but it, it has the same thing for me where it's like st- stops becoming a real song. I mean a bit, oh, yeah, but it's It becomes still like fun. that moment. Yeah. Like Tiger King. I Yeah, mean, exactly. I don't know. It's, still, it's on my like... Um, uh, creating adrenaline playlists. So, mm. <laughs> just songs where I'm like, okay, well, like a Roni in the pot. Yeah. So I think the substitute for God in this film is <laughs> is rock and, rock and roll music. That's what yeah. our parents have been warning us about, which is not it's true. It's music played, of the devil. It's called rock played, and roll. If you played <laughs> WAP to Queen Victoria, she would instantly die. Good. Yeah. We should have done I, she, I don't know. I think she was a freak. It's called um, whole music. <laughs> and more kids are entering it. <laughs> this really is a great companion to us reading, like, what Christianity.com has to say about rock and roll music. Um, what does it have to say? It's just, like, continuity about yeah. these set of episodes. It's just talking about <laughs> weird... We have been talking about a lot of weird Christian stuff lately. Look... Um, I keep doing weird shit. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we're, com- we're converting, baby. It's not our this fault that Christians so... say that you're allowed to you're allowed to do phone sex but only with your wife. It's <laughs> 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 a moral thing to do. You can uh, only okay, jack off question. while talking to your wife if yeah, you're not you in the same be... room for a longer time. Yeah, you have to be it's sort of in the big presence of a woman that you're married to. Yes. She's got to be, like, around. Yeah. It's like dogging. Um, Hiding in the closet and jacking off when my <laughs> wife is, like, just, like, folding her laundry or something. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that is so just it's, So it's not against God. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, question 20, last question. What good insights into life are there in the film? 
What does it get wrong? <laughs> how might it affect viewers? Now, this is a great question. What does it get wrong? What does it get wrong what about life? Insights about life do we gain from do, do soul get, music, 1997 television, animated television miniseries, seven parts starring <laughs> we, Christopher Lee and know. others. What it gets wrong about life is that it says that the world travels through space in the back of mm-hmm. a turtle. What mm. we know, the world is actually flat, yes. as they say, mm. but there is no turtle uh, and there is no space. It is it is flat and it is surrounded by the firmament. Yeah. Yeah. What did? Yeah, that's the church doctrine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does yes. it do get right about life, though? What do it get? What do uh, it what get, do get it right? It gets the fact that death is inevitable. Mm. Um, it death gets the fact that w- when when Albert Actually, is cooking epic bacon, it does get that right about life. Am death I right? is not inevitable. You can get eternal life in heaven. If you <laughs> yeah, it doesn't explicitly Except show them Jesus they're going Christ to heaven, which is like you know, it's kind of like hint- it's sort of expressing to the view that there isn't a heaven, which is very wrong. Um, mm. And there's like Valkyries that come and take like these guys to. Uh, for the afterlife with the Valkyries to like Valhalla, Valhalla, and that's yeah. very wrong because obviously there isn't a no. Valhalla, there is only the Christian heaven. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is like a nice white cloudy place, um, explicitly yes. in the scripture. They always say it's a nice white cloudy place, and everyone has these nice white robes and they have wings. And you, become, you become an angel. <laughs> yeah. You strum your harp and you go. <laughs> yeah. That's what it looks that's why Benny's like. there. The Bible says that's what it looks like, in the same way that the yeah. Bible visually describes hell. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. The concept of Valkyrie is very offensive to me because women should be at home in the kitchen and not escorting <laughs> people to the afterlife. The woke left are trying to let women <laughs> ride eternal on the wild hunt mm-hmm. with their Lord Odin. This mm-hmm. SJ... Soy boy Vikings with yeah. their braids and their washing. I can't believe this film would appropriate a character from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then act like it's like their own creation. I think that's really funny. Richard up. Soy Wagner a, writing his famous opera about <laughs> the Valkyries. Another SJW in the media. How does the Valkyries work as an adaptation of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I'm just gonna just gonna like digitally remove Tessa Thompson from all Marvel properties and replace her with an extremely large. <laughs> Extremely large uh, soprano or a horn helmet. To smell Honestly, I wouldn't hate it. Like, <laughs> no offense to no offense to Tessa not, Thompson, like, who's great and one of the better parts of those movies. It would be really funny if it was like a large German opera singer. <laughs> 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 That's a vibe. I think it would. That is a vibe. I just. And it's got to be done by the fans because you know if they were going to do it for a Hollywood mm. perspective, they would hire Rebel Wilson. Oh, and then they would make her do a German no. accent. No, I can, I can really see yeah. that. Can you like, see I the scene really where Valkyrie walks that. down yes. like the ship landing deck and then falls off the side because she's drunk? Except it's Rebel Wilson. Yes, and yes. she's a German. And she's wearing a horned helmet. Yeah, do you see it? Yeah, it's it, that's I what they would do. No, they have to. They have to hire a real, honest to god German <laughs> opera singer. <laughs> Maybe Italian. Italian opera singer is also fine. Um, but yeah. they have to... No. She has to be someone who has done no screen acting. Only mm-hmm. only theater, stage, opera. <laughs> yeah, and she shouldn't change anything no. about how no. she acts. Yeah. 
only only opera, never any spoken no. word stuff, just song. Yeah. yeah. And I think she should then like there should be some maybe a deleted scene or something where this extremely large Wagnerian uh, soprano uh, starts handing out pamphlets of Das Judentum <laughs> in the music to uh, to other members of the cast. A completely unproblematic book, to, which you know. Uh, Jesus Christ. Wagner wasn't writing just because he saw that uh, anti-Semitism was hot and his wife was also extremely anti-Semitic Wagner look I'm going to break this bit for a second and say I don't condone condone, uh, (laughs) anti-Semitism Adolf Hitler his connection to Richard Wagner or any of Wagner's political beliefs I only the only part of this I actually enjoy is large German opera singers (laughs) (laughs) no Richard Wagner was like a fucking dreadful anti-semite he did did write some good music though oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) listen you don't gotta hand it to us But you know, maybe you know, you know, he had some issues, but great, great opera singer. <laughs> <laughs> I know he didn't actually sing it himself. <laughs> back in the, you remember back in those glory days when you could happily write a, a pamphlet called Jewishness in music, uh-huh. music and not get cancelled by the woke left? No. Yeah, things are yeah. really good. Un- unlike nowadays when you can just write an article in The Spectator called uh, In Praise of the Wehrmacht. Yeah, and, like, the opera singers, like, they've all... the last, like, three years. Mm. They've all awoken up in the... Or an article in Times about how travellers should uh, not exist. I love to yeah. live in a modern society. We live... Yes, well, that's the end of my list of questions. <laughs> I think what we can say about this film and how it relates to those questions is that this film exists in a world where they very much do not live in a society. No. Or there is no society yeah. in this film. There was this film shot in a god honoring. I feel like this. <laughs> besides god the Christian honoring. stuff, you know, let's put all that aside. Besides all of that stuff, the the other <laughs> fatal flaw of these questions my is is that coming a Christian is a bit okay. Yeah, sorry. The, the other fatal flaw of this questionnaire is that they kind of assume that you're gonna discuss a movie that is like at least halfway competent mm, you, you've you've found the hidden flaw in my funny plan about doing this movie which was that it is actually quite hard to talk about this movie in a serious film analysis mm-hmm. sense um no but i'm not faulting you i think you did a great job as always thank you Thank it was you. a good framework mm-hmm. for us. Actually. Yeah, I was skeptical initially, but once I discovered it, it was from a Christian. <laughs> I very much enjoyed it. I was, I was not skeptical even in the beginning. Even in the beginning, I immediately knew once you said it. Oh, this is going to be Same. great. I was just, I just thought it was funny to act like this is this is a horrible idea <laughs> for content. Yeah, none of my ideas are. <laughs> I like to like you know act like all our ideas are fucking stupid, but for content. <laughs> Uh, that's why I do this podcast. Um, right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna close the tab on Das Judentum into music because <laughs> it makes me it makes me feel like a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I I think we can like reject reject Wagner Stan Mahler. Yeah. Yes. What George said. Finally, Dwight. someone says it. Yeah. Unproblematic Bay Mahler. You know, like because <laughs> <laughs> well, he wasn't anti-Semitic. <laughs> Mala did some good music, honestly. Yeah, very good. Yes. A lot of these Probably. 
I'm yes, gonna. I can. I can. I can think. I can hear the the name Marla, and I immediately think of one of his hit songs. <laughs> it comes to mind immediately. I say to myself, "Ah, oh, Marla, ah, oh, yeah, Marla, yeah, the, the reggae the singer, group. yes, <laughs> Bob Marla, Bob Marla, Bob Marla." <laughs> Jesus Christ. Marla wrote the hit song Wet Ass uh, Sense of <laughs> Impending Death. Uh, Hell yeah. Due to my due to my health issues and all of my children dying. Mm-hmm. Dead ass pussy. Mm, that's well, my all, favorite all, one. Them, Sound of the Sabbath. Anyway, <laughs> this has been <laughs> This has been a podcast so... about how this this whole soul music series. I think we have reached the logical conclusion in that uh it, we finally recognize that uh, rock music is evil, pop music, even worse. No, um, classical no, music of the early 20th um, and late 19th century is the best, and that's what you should be listening to instead. No, I like I strongly rock disagree. I like you should romantic. only listen to whale noises because it's romantic. natural. The romantics should be shot. I listen, I'm sorry you like Baroque period and also I like and Baroque. also like no accidentals or interest. I will scales. only ever listen. Yeah, but you meant to you add it in yourself. Forte rather than oh, yeah. You're supposed that's to what add I, I in to. the dynamics to, to Baroque music yourself and that's why it's not written it. <laughs> I Baroque was in the bar too. and I'm like, damn, this this is un unemotional, terrible stuff. I don't mind any of it. Listen, I like Baroque music. It's not better than the Romantic period. Romantic period's fucking shite. It's reactionary bollocks, <laughs> it's, and I hate it. It's pretty it's, good. Yeah, it's reactionary bollocks. It's reactionary bollocks to uh, having no interesting motifs <laughs> of <in the> music. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is Beethoven's stand, stand up, please. <laughs> you stand Beethoven and get the fuck out of our podcast. No. Okay. Piss off, Beethoven. <laughs> Talaman only. Yeah, what, what is this podcast? Like uh, thank you for listening to me watch the watch talking about the soul music film. I, I'm I'm sure that you learnt a lot about film criticism and also adaption by listening to this. <laughs> and it was it was worth doing as an episode rather than just going on to interesting times. But unfortunately, next week we're doing interesting <laughs> times. I have uh, ordered uh, my copy of the racist book. Can't wait. For it to get here. What if we read it and it's just not racist? Yeah, why are you ordering a copy of Yas Das Judentum in the That's not what I It's weird that Terry wrote that um Yeah, it's kinda weird. After soul music like he just took a left turn, he said he's gonna write the next one in German. Well like a right turn. Like a right Um Okay. <laughs> he said too much yeah. epic bacon and uh Not enough epic anti Semitism, yeah. am I right? Okay. This has been Who Watches the Watch. Um, again, we'll be doing interesting times next week. You love it. You love interesting times. You love to think about funny China. Um, but mm. until then, uh, you know, you can give us money for some more content that we make sometimes. Um, Bloody I'm hell. I'm sure you love it. Money. Give me so money. You should, you should give us money for that. Pay my rent. Um, money. Please. Ignore these noises that are being put out. You should give us money. Money. Um, money. Okay. Give me money. Hooks. Mm, yummy. Dollar bills. <laughs> das. Das. Pfennig. Das. Pfennig. Yes, In, you love it. Okay. I have a hunger for the money. <laughs> Kaching. <laughs> this is just like funny oh, movie Madagascar. Oh, <laughs> 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 the money circus. 
Righty, 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 moyo, moyo, Ariane. Yeah, you can give us three currency a month and get access to our bonus content, including up-to-date heart spell and some specials. Or you can give us five and get your name shouted out like these people. Big flat band. Oh, money. <laughs> Justin Crandall. Dinero. Milk succubus. Ooh. Money. Rising grand beans for side hustling teams. Euros. Evan DM. Dollars. And let's uh, let's give it up for all those who give us twice as much money. Mmm. The real mm, chat. Delicious. The Bjorn Strong in the arm, <laughs> uncles of the show, Carrot Lime. Oh, Agnes. Oh, oh, Sarah McClintock. Ooh, Slime yeah. Simon. Slime. Ooh, yeah. That's so many people. Slime okay. is like uh, a slime for money, right? Yeah. Slime, yeah. Here we go. Um, I'm going to go and rob this bank for some slime. Toss you some slime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. He called yes. me a slime, <laughs> so I forgot about it. You can join our Discord if you actually want to, but I don't know why. If you want to talk to um, us, uh, tell us how great our podcast is. Um, give us a good review. We've had some positive reviews lately, which is nice because we have so many negative reviews. Yeah, well, they're not negative, especially they're just, they're just usually like three stars, and then they're like very funny, uh, not on topic. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, bullshit because we never said we were going to be on topic. So yeah, let me just check on. That's an unfair. On, if you're if you're like in America, goodness. please give us a review, of course. But especially if you're in in the Great Britain, uh, the greatest of all Britain. Is this because we talk about how bad Britain is? Because what's so our, we just what? we just know because it's on British iTunes we have no we have no actual negative reviews, but we do we have we have a, a rating that has has been pulled down by one one star and one two star rating. They didn't even bother writing a review; they just rated it one star. Who even does that? I'm upset. That seems like negative reviews so to me. Those, those are negative reviews. We do have negative yeah, reviews. Yeah, but, it, but yeah, I mean, like, out of the actual reviews, like, out of the actual <laughs> reviews that were written by people who were writing yeah, reviews, they're all five stars in British iTunes, but there's only two on... <laughs> the thing is, they've, the one they've star, said that they... They encourage me. Yeah, they said that they don't like it, but they haven't said why. And I, for one, cannot imagine for what possible reason someone <laughs> might dislike this podcast. They said... This podcast talks about carpets too much. I don't think it's funny. I do. Uh, every time I, I think about Terry Pratchett's carpet people, I find it distressing to think about what they talk yeah. about. As I broke carpets. my dick trying to fuck a carpet. It's not good at all. And this podcast <laughs> is trying to sell me as sell everyone to do the same mistake I did. Horrible once As a veteran of Her Majesty's Armed Forces, I was hoping that I could relax with my grandchildren in my latter years by listening to a lovely podcast, as they call them nowadays, about Terry Pratchett's witty series, Discworld. And I, what did I do? I woke up after falling asleep ten minutes in and they were talking about carpets. <laughs> what are they talking about carpets for? It just doesn't it make any sense to me. me. And then they just started repeating the word come over and over again. <laughs> I thought, that's an odd thing that's to do with a verb. What's, the, what's going on there? I, and then I realized it was not, not the usual use of that verb that I'm used to. It meant something else entirely. It might even be a noun. <laughs> Terrible. One star. <laughs> Thank you. Five stars just for that. That doesn't deserve it. Very Thank stunning. you. Okay. 
This I is do wonder if it was that cop who um, said that we were terrible on the Facebook oh, page maybe. because he was like, well, I became a cop because I like Sam Vimes and I listened to this podcast and they said ACAB. Um, I love I love to uh, base my ideas of my own profession on fiction rather than <laughs> like, actually like the reality of it. Yes. Anyway, this is the end of the podcast. <laughs> um, we will see you next time. But until then, Beyond Strong in the Arm is my number. Beyond Strong in the Arm is my number. Faith, Melancor. Granny with Alexa says, fuck to I love death. This is what I call music with Roxanne. Hell this yeah. is now that's what I call hole music. That's what I call hole. Ten in the hole. And Please that's a party. post hole. Okay. Send us, send us, send us pictures <laughs> of hole. Don't send us nudes. Do not send us nudes. <laughs> post hole is believe... beyond the period of time known as hole. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe you podcast in the room where your boyfriend is sleeping. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. I'm so tired. <laughs> Risalo mudi shudish, risalo mudi shudish, risalo mudi risalo mudi shudish, risalo mudi shudish, risalo mudi shudish, risalo risalo mudi shudish, risalo mudi shudish, risalo mudi shudish, risalo risalo mudi shudish, risalo mudi shudish, risalo mudi shudish, risalo risalo mudi shudish, risalo mudi shudish, Esztrendeli Giuliet, a legnagyobb király! Tessék pörögni, forogni, hajlandozni, míg leg fog hajnalodni, és aztán jöhet a nagy lemur-lamur! Oké? Okay? Te vagy a csúcs, igazi atommagi, magadat a kedvem, még csak csíged vagy a csúcs! A csúcs, igazi atommagi, magadat a kedvem, még csak csíged vagy a Tudom a tutit, 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 tudom You've been listening to a Good Episode Productions Network podcast. See the website for more details.